broadcasting live from the Booze League headquarters. 16.0 ounces on the dial. The Commish Wiley Withers. Coley Wyman. Sandro Arevalo. This is the Boozecast. All right, let's get it started. In some of my songs, I have casually mentioned the fact that I like to drink beer. 99% of all problems can be solved with money. And for the other 1%, there's alcohol. So it's probably weird to hear my voice today. But uh, I'm the captain now because Wiley's tied up in my trunk and Sandro had something going on last minute. So, um, yeah, um, I guess hang on. It's going to be a bumpy ride, maybe. Who knows? But maybe I'll have my own show by the end of this. But uh, until then, I do have our dear beer friend and industry veteran, Dan the Man, joining me tonight for news, Thanksgiving cocktails, and a greatest drunk story that you won't want to miss. Welcome in, Dan. What's up, guys? How's it going? How are you doing, Coley? I'm doing good. This is, uh, is going to be fun. It's going to be like a real test pilot here. I'm very excited. Yeah, totally. So um, typically, we'll start the show off with how was your week? Sure. So, uh, do you want to go we, first or do you want me to go first? I'll have you go first. How was your week? Sure, absolutely. Uh, my week was good, kind of busy with work. Um, full like 40 hours this week and actually ended up quitting my job. So the last two days I've been unemployed. Um, trying to soak it up, gearing up for a camping trip. Actually bought a tent today. Um, so I'm really excited. It's kind of a new chapter for me. Um, moving forward, kind of challenging myself and doing a little kind of staycation in the meantime. Nice. Excellent. Well, you did say you quit your job and I did say that you were a beer industry veteran. Do you want to talk a little bit in detail on what you did? You don't have to say where you worked. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was uh, I was at an institution ale company for a little bit over five years, um, tail end of 2015. Um, I helped out kind of all over the place. Um, started as a bartender, kind of worked my way up, did some management stuff, um, helped out with the Santa Barbara tasting room as well as Camarillo. Um, some people don't really know that Santa Barbara's there, but shout out to them because it's a really cool tasting room that kind of feel like gets underlooked or undernoticed sometimes, but, uh, definitely check it out. It's right on state street. Good time. Um, really good West coast style clear beers over there. Um, only good things to say to institution. Is it, um, considered in the funk zone in Santa Barbara? Close. It's walkable from the funk zone. Um, but it's kind of on the opposite side of the freeway. Um, so if you guys know Topa Topa, Santa Barbara, yeah. we got about mm, six, seven block walk, um, just directly up State Street under the 101. Oh, okay. That's not too just bad. Just past Modern Times, if you know where Modern Times is. I passed it when I was there a few months ago with my friend. We went to the zoo. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I love also the Santa close Barbara Santa Barbara is very, yeah. very tight knit. You know, it's, it's all right there. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm trying to think what I did this past week. I, well, I met up with you on Friday to have a drink yeah. with you at your place of employment before you your last shift. Um, yeah, it was a good I, time. It was a really good time. I, I do love that place. I love their beers as well. It's, it's a good time. And good company, too. Yes, absolutely. Two people that, you know, are not joining us tonight, but that's okay. Um, Fair enough. We'll I also had, like, soon. a... I had a small Friendsgiving at my house Ooh. this weekend. Like, it's a little... It was, like, six of us. Nice. But it was a nice time. We went through, like, probably six bottles of wine. But, um... Ooh. Yeah, we got a, got a little crazy with the wine. I have a membership, and I get six bottles every four months or three months, every three months. 
So okay. I have like, I don't know if you can't really see behind me, but I'll, I'll turn the camera at some point. My office is a mess, but my <laughs> cellar's back there. I have like 30 bottles of wine. I'm like, we need to start drinking. Nice. So, All right. Yeah. That's a good little backstock. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm I actually, need to get more into wine, honestly. I don't, I don't know enough it. about wine. Oh, really? No, I mean, this and that. You know, I know like what style is going to be kind of like, but I, I'm no wine connoisseur by any means. Do you ever go wine tasting? Like, there's a bunch of little small tap rooms, even by institution. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I've been in, I've been a couple times. Nothing, nothing. I need to brag about. Okay, you gotta head up to like Bulletin <laughs> or Paso. Those are like that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Oh hi, I've heard that uh, good opportunities up there as far as the wine goes too. I think there's a Topa Winery too. I don't know if it's Topa Topa there Winery, is. but it confused it's Topa. Me. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, it's related to the brewery at all, but the Topa Mountains are in Ohio, so everybody's got a claim to the name i guess <laughs> you're probably right <laughs> all right well i'm parched so uh time for a beer? yeah let's do all it right. let's do it beer is a fermented beverage made with cereals and w- w- water the beer of the day all right i will go first mm-hmm so I am drinking Stunna by Microphone. Um, let's see what Untapped has to say about this beer. It's 6% ABV, and I know Wiley's gonna get mad because I can't find the ABV. Oh, here we go. Alcohol. Ha ha. It's a 4.0 on uh, Untapped, which is a pretty good rating. I think there's Ooh, a total okay. of like 1,400 and change. And um, microphone brewing, it's a pale ale. It's a double dry hop pale ale with citrus and lotus hops. And it's a collaboration with Union Beer Store. I haven't heard of them. Union Beer Store? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I should probably look them Might up. Might have to look that up. I didn't realize it was a collaboration. Um, I don't even know if it says it on the can, to be honest. Oh, yeah, it does like on this little tiny tab. Okay. Um, so let's get into it. It smells kind of, I can smell like the citrus. I might get like almost mm. like a little bit of pineapple in a weird way. Okay. What? I'm sorry. What hops did you say it was brewed with? Citra and lotus. Ooh, okay. I don't know if I've had lotus. It's really, it tastes really tropical to me. Nice. Um, it's kind of hazy in color, as you can see, even though it's a pale. But mm. wow. It finishes really clean. It's really bright. And um, it doesn't have like that pillowy mouthfeel, but it doesn't linger, if that makes okay. sense. All in all, really great beer. I think yeah, it's great I got for like summer, even though we're heading into winter. Yeah. But uh, I will still drink this. <laughs> it's, uh, it's fairly light and at 6%. I mean, I could definitely crush a few of those. Oh, what yeah. What are you drinking? Today we have... Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA from El Segundo Brewing Company. Um, little little background, I guess, for me. I don't know. El Segundo kind of holds a special place in my heart. Uh, my my good buddies and I every February would get a uh, we'd rent a van and drive like a bunch of friends down there. Um, we'd go to El Segundo's their pizza place, uh, slice and pint, and then we'd cruise over to the actual brewery after pretty much until close. Um, so I'm a little partial to El Segundo, but. Um, let me pull up the untapped on here and we'll get down to the nitty gritty. 
That sounds really fun. I, I honestly, I think the reason I gained like the COVID-15 is because all I did was eat pizza <laughs> and drink beer because mm. there's nothing else to do. It's easy to do, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, COVID, COVID wasn't fun for anybody, but no. I'd like to think we're on the tail end of it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. My boss thinks like by March because he said the Spanish influence okay. took about two years to like fully pass through. So okay. I, I'm I'm here for it. I'm I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah, me too. Standing by. <laughs> um, so as far as Broken Skull goes, sorry, I got a little distracted. Um, okay. And it sounds like, so at the end of this description, it says it's like signed Steve. So I'm assuming this is coming from Steve Austin. It says this oh. is a badass 6.7% India Pale Ale designed by Steve oh, Austin and El Segundo Brewing Company <laughs> for the working man and woman featuring Citra, Cascade, and Chinook hops all C's, the three C's, oh. to deliver big flavor and an easy finish. And I would have to agree with that because it's really dry on the back, but you get a lot of full flavor right off the beginning. So it is very nice. Um, I think I'm tasting more citrus than Cascade because it is very citrusy, but really nice and light um, and crushable, I guess, in honor to Steve Austin, something to crush. Wow. Something to crush. I love it. <laughs> Are we drinking out of the same glass or just the same shape? Oh, it is the same shape. Same shape, different this one, this one's actually Poseidon. Oh, Poseidon. Poseidon Brewing Company's, I think it's fourth anniversary? It is fourth anniversary. Oh, I, I love Poseidon, by the way, also. It's a good time. They do really good fruited ales. Yeah. I've had I like their stuff. fruited beer. But yeah, it's it's very nice. And it, 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 some... it disappears really quick. The bitterness up front goes away really quickly. Excellent. I love great beers. Me too. Cheers to beers. Absolutely. Well, speaking of like <laughs> cheersing to beers, um, some people like have to drink about like around their family for Thanksgiving and then some people like to just drink. It's not like, you know, they don't have <laughs> yeah. to drink because their family's there. They like sure. drink because it's fun. So right. voluntarily you know, drink. Exactly. So whatever side of the spectrum <laughs> that you're on, I thought I would do a little Thanksgiving cocktail segment. Yes, I like just, it. You know, spice things up a little if you're trying to drown out the pain or if you're just, you know, having a good time with your family. Yeah, um, a little brainstorm. Yeah, I found this really cute article. I don't even know where I found it. I'm. I feel kind of bad, actually. Let's see. I think it's just like a recipe. Ooh, like okay. blog. Yeah. So the first one's a pumpkin martini. And it looks pretty fancy. It's got nice. vodka, heavy cream, maple syrup, pumpkin puree, pumpkin pie spice, and vanilla. Mm. Yeah, it looks pretty fancy. I would think maybe like a dessert one, not so much. Sounds kind of desserty. Yeah. The heavy cream would make me start slow. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's so filling too. So if yeah. you like start on it, yeah. Maybe or, have that instead of a slice of pumpkin pie. I'm always down to drink my dessert. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at Friendsgiving. Honestly, I'd probably do both, but. Well, like at Friendsgiving, we were talking and, you know, people were bringing things and our one mm -hmm. friends, they live in Valencia, but they were down here for a wedding and they had oh, cool. spent the night at the Westlake Village Inn. So I was like, well, just bring like rolls or something because, you know, where, where are you going to like make something? Don't worry about it. 
And I was like, I'm not a dessert person, but if you want to, you know, bring dessert, that's fine too. And our other friend sure. was like, I'm fine with wine. We can just drink our dessert. I was like, fine with me. These are why these people are my friends. Yeah. I like so th- it. This one's fun. You can kind of uh, put it in a punch bowl. It's Thanksgiving pomegranate punch. Ooh, pomegranate. I love pomegranate. I think it's really underrated. I think so, too. So this one has pomegranate juice, lemons, oranges, soda water, maple syrup, bourbon, or brandy. Ooh. Sounds pretty darn good. And the soda water probably makes it, like, you know, effervescent and then tones down some of the... I like that. Uh, the pot- potency of the pomegranate juice, maybe? Yeah, the sharpness. The tanginess, I don't know. The, t- the tang. <laughs> the tang. <laughs> the tang. And then this next one is the cranberry bourbon cocktail. Okay, now this we're speaking one, my language. Yeah, this one sounds actually right up my alley. So it's cranberry juice, bourbon, orange juice, and sweet vermouth. Like, super Ooh. simple. They have I like garnished- the simplicity, too. Really cute with like um, a rosemary sprig and some cranberries. I don't know if you can nice. see it. It's like really cute. Okay, yeah. Yeah, right? This one's perfect for what I'm cooking in the morning. It's the pomegranate Prosecco sparkler. Even though I probably just do brew. Ooh. I'm not a huge Prosecco fan. Fair. But it's a pomegranate juice, Aperol, and Prosecco. Ooh. It sounds Pretty. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Then they have like an apple sangria. Yeah. I like sangria, but I mean, I feel like all yeah. sangrias have like citrus and apple, so it doesn't seem that special sure. to me. Yeah. And we have the it's pear. It's kind of compartmentalizing. Yeah, I don't know. Same with this one, the pear martini. Okay. I mean, I guess pears are kind of fall, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I'm honestly not sure when pear season is. <laughs> Something to look up after the show. <laughs> yeah, when is exactly. pear season? When is pear season? As long as they're not dusty peaches, you know? Oh, God, no dusty peaches. I'm all for the pears, but no dusty peaches. Oh, man. We have to make a cocktail (laughs) that would call it the dusty peaches cocktail. It'll have to have peach schnapps and, like, something else. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. There we go. That's perfect. (laughs) This, okay, I don't know how I feel about this. Apple cider margarita. Yeah. So just hearing it, like, thoughts, I'm, like, I'm kind of out, right? I, I'd love to hear the ingredients. The na- the title is a little off-putting. So it's literally a margarita with apple cider. It's apple cider, tequila, triple sec, and lime juice. Okay. But I can't yeah. imagine adding apple cider to, like, my, like, Yolanda's margarita. I don't know. Right. Just... That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. I, like, I kind of always associate salt on the rim with the margarita. I don't know if I'd do apple cider and salt. That's what's got me hung up. I don't know if those mix for me. Well, because, like, I do an apple cider mimosa, and I do cinnamon Ooh, sugar okay. on the rim, and then it's just uh, apple cider and brute. And okay, it's really simple, but you have the sweet, so you're right, like, with the, I don't know, maybe you don't garnish with salt. That's maybe fair. it is sugar. It's hard to tell, and I'm, I don't want to go to the recipe and keep boring. No, everybody. you're good. I, I think it probably would be better with sugar as opposed to salt, for me personally. Okay. Then we have the pumpkin old-fashioned. Mmm. It's bourbon, pumpkin puree, (laughs) maple syrup, pumpkin pie spice, and vanilla. I I don't know about the pumpkin puree. Yeah, is that like the... It's not pumpkin pie filling. Well, 
It is. It's just the unsweetened. Like, just like canned okay. pumpkin, you would just, I mean, maybe you'd even like puree it a little bit more. I mean, it's pretty sure. soft. Kind of applesauce it up a little bit. It looks like orange juice. It just yeah. looks really, yeah, I don't know. Kind of thick for an old fashioned. I'd yeah. give it, I'd give that one a shot though. I'd try that. And then I'm going to do the last one. It's apple cider bourbon cocktail. Again, sounds up my alley. I freaking love bourbon. So it's apple cider, bourbon, sweet vermouth, lemon juice, and orange bitters. Ooh. Okay. That's number one on the list for me. These sound really good. Do you have like a a special drink on Thanksgiving that you typically drink or you change it up? Do you have beer, like certain kind? Honestly, I'm very much a beer guy. Um, Especially around family. I, I don't drink liquor. I try not to. <laughs> Things seem to escalate quickly. Oh, um, no. But, yeah, no, not in, not in always a bad way, but I don't know. Just better safe than sorry. You know, there's, you can always drink more, but once you're so far in, um, as, as you may hear from my story a little bit later here. Oh, I can't um, wait. I don't know. My, I, I tend to start slow and kind of see where it goes. Okay. <laughs> I but, typically yeah. drink beer, too, because I can be an absolute lunatic, you know, if yeah. I drink enough hard alcohol it's usually more accessible if you're walking around with a beer i don't know and it's it could be my family you know my holidays but i feel like a beer is less frowned upon than like going for it you know unless it's late night obviously if everybody's drinking absolutely okay fair enough i swear to god i must have like grown up in a house of alcoholics because everyone just was drinking whatever i yeah (laughs) nothing wrong with that my mom will break the fast for like, she's Jewish. So for certain holidays, okay. she'll fast sure. and she'll break the fast with like a shot of bourbon. Yeah, you know? Yeah. She's kind of a, she's a badass. I dig. No qualms on my end. <laughs> so, uh, everybody out there for Thanksgiving, if any of those cocktails interested you, I will be sure that we, um, link this on the page so you guys can, uh, have at them again, simple ingredients, kind of fun to bring to the table, something new. Now pouring the booze cast. Uh, let's uh, let's get into some news, shall we? Spanning the globe to bring you all the news that's fit to booze to. This is the Booze Line News, KBCE Booze League Radio. So I've got two stories. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the really like light one first. Okay. And I'm gonna yeah, I'll finish this off with a, a heavy hitter. It's uh it's There we go. One. Ease so them into it. This, <laughs> <laughs> this is a beverage, but it's not alcoholic. I'm sure you could add alcohol to it. Do you remember high C ecto cooler? Oh yes. It's been a long remember time, that? but yeah. It mm-hmm. had like slimer on it. I know you are like yep. a, you're a few years younger than me, but it was very popular in like the nineties and early two thousands. So I think um, Spanish Marie makes a sour based on Ecto Cooler, Spanish Marie Brewing in Florida. Ooh, okay. Uh, I've never been able to get my hands on it because it's like highly coveted. But anyway, (laughs) apparently High C Ecto Cooler is making a return for the Ghostbusters Afterlife movie that's coming out with Paul Rudd. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess now for nearly 40 years after the first Ghostbusters film was released, uh, we're getting a direct sequel and reboot in Ghostbusters Afterlife with the rebirth of the Ghostbusters franchise comes a unique promotional opportunity for High C, bringing back Ecto Cooler as a major promotional event. 
However, diehard fans of the drink may be a little disappointed to hear that the finer details about what's going on with the latest run of it. So, like, little background, High C Cooler, or sorry, Ecto Cooler started in the 1960s as their citrus cooler. 60s. And then it was rebranded in 1987 as a promotional drink for the real Ghostbusters tie-in cartoon series. Then it became a major breakout <laughs> hit for them, and it ran 10 years after the cartoon ended in 91. The Ghostbusters connection was severed in 1997, and Minute Maid rebranded the drink as Shoutin' Orange Tanger Green instead of Tangerine because it was green. Okay. That hap- yeah, that happened in 2001, and then it became Crazy Citrus Cooler in 2006, and then in 2007, they just put the kibosh on it and discontinued it, so... <laughs> Yeah. Finally got the can, huh? Yeah. And I guess it made another <laughs> return in 2016 as a promotion for the female Ghostbusters reboot, but the packaging okay. wasn't allowed to feature their famous ghost Slimer. Hmm. Um, due to advertising restrictions meant to protect children. Oh, got it. I. That's kind of weird. That, I, yeah, I was like, so kids can't see like a green ghost and be like, what is that? But whatever. Not. I'm not yeah. here to figure it out. I just, it was weird. Fair enough. Yeah. When you're thinking about like Halloween, I mean, I don't know. There's all My kinds of three year old daughter dressed as a ghost. Candy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I guess like that reboot didn't quite connect with the masses, and then it was like formally retired from the market. So it doesn't seem like they're planning on putting it onto like the shelves again, but it'll be hmm. rolled out solely for promotional events related to the Afterlife movie, with the fan okay. site Ghostbuster News claiming that supplies will be highly limited. So uh, while Ghostbusters Afterlife may not put it onto shelves, fan will, fans will at least get to see the vintage packaging, which is probably more popular than the strange green drink itself. Hmm. So if you're really into it, I don't know if you go to like, they have like red carpet or private showing events, maybe they'll be serving it. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd try it. I haven't you had gotta it. You got to figure out how to, how to get an invite, you know? I know, right? I don't think I've had it since the 90s. My mom was kind of weird. Like, she didn't buy me any sugar drinks, really. That's fair. Like, Capri Sun was, like, as far as I got. Yeah. yeah. So this one's a real real heavy hitter. I hope you're ready. Let's go. Okay. Bracing for impact. Strap in. (laughs) Man experiences scrotal necrosis after Cobra bites his balls. <laughs> Brutal, dude. That's, yeah. mm, so that's this, not good. This article says that the 47 year old victim <laughs> was on vacation in South Africa at a wildlife reserve when he was bitten by a deadly snouted cobra that, you guessed it, was hiding in the toilet. Oh, no. Uh, Unbelievable. Waiting, I know, right? Like, I can't even Unbelievable. imagine. Unbelievable. No, I thanks. Was, I was talking to uh, Greg from Craft Beer Republic. Mm-hmm. About, about this story and he's like oh I don't know if you know but I, I do have a fear of like snakes coming out of the toilet and I know we don't live in an area where that happens but he's like I, I don't right. know it's like this innate fear that I have and so telling him this I'm sure probably made it worse but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't blame him you know that's when you're going to sit down on the toilet the last thing you want to think about is a, a snake Biting <laughs> you underneath junk? you yeah, yeah exactly really anything but shoot <laughs> but a snake, Not the yeah. dark meat. Not the dark meat. <laughs> Not those dusty peaches. <laughs> yeah, stay away from those. So it says, oh, after waiting a mere three hours, he was airlifted to the nearest trauma center when he started experiencing a burning pain from his genitals up to his abdomen. 
When he arrived, his genitals were very swollen with a deep purple discolorization, which is an indicator of scrotal necrosis. They administered eight doses of venom antiserum, as well as other medications to control his fever, and they started dialysis to protect his kidneys, too. Oh, man. Um, so there that was poor a, guy. Oh, my <laughs> God. I, can you imagine? I, I, <laughs> I didn't so, want to try to. <laughs> so there was also a debridement of his sack and shaft that involved excising a lot of his genital tissue. This quote, <laughs> I laughed out loud. Okay. Here we go. The photos of this poor man's mangled nuts published in this report are not safe for life. In the early stages of recovery, his sack looked like a badly sewn Tim Burton puppet with a long, thick stitch running straight up the middle. These nuts! Unbelievable. I, all I could think of was, like, Sally. Or, like, the yeah. corpse bride. Mm-hmm. It's all I could, th- I, w- I laughed out loud. Like, I mean, full-blown. So thank God for plastic surgeons, as they were able to uh, patch him up with a skin graft, and within a year... Uh, he was able to regain function and sensation. And uh, apparently, (laughs) around the world, snakes striking from inside of toilets is more common than you think. So uh, always flush the toilet before sitting down in countries notorious for their snake population. Yeah, no kidding. I'm going to have to keep that in mind. (laughs) It's absolutely... Thank you, Coley. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Absolutely insane. You don't want dusty peaches being spoiled peaches. No. Oh my god, Mm-mm. no. Mm-mm. Booze League Radio. So now that we got that horrific story out of the way, and I just keep thinking of like a. You know, do you remember the Corn <laughs> album, the band Corn? Oh, yeah. Ever fall, was it like falling apart or falling away? It had the little doll on it. That's like the little. I think like, it was falling. I think it is falling apart. Perfect. Well, I think I was. I'm gonna look it up now. Please do. I was like 14 or 15, but I I think. But I—that's like—that's what I'm picturing. Just like a little stitched up kind of voodoo doll, Tim Burton doll. Just—I don't know. I got the hardcore giggles from it. Poor guy. It was a very colorful description for a uh, scrotum there. Thank you. You know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that news story Um, went on. Is it falling away from me? Maybe that's the song. I don't know what this album's called though. Oh, I see. I'm such a 90s kid, though. I do remember. Do you remember what color it is? It's orange. Background. Falling away from me. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yep. I see the little doll, too, now. Yeah. So I get my little... Get my ding. I knew it. I knew it was right. (laughs) Look at me over here using the soundboard like a pro. Yeah, yeah. It's time to go pro with your bad habit. Booze League Radio. I think one of my favorite Booze League sounds. Yes. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. what? Tell me your favorite um, Booze League sound. So, Wiley uses it all the time. It's the guy from the, uh, or from Blazing Saddles. The guy that doesn't speak very clearly. I think his name's uh, Gabby Johnson. He what, says which... he's like, rabble. It just, like, doesn't make any sense. Oh, I'm... I wouldn't even know. Not a big deal. Okay. It's all good. I saw... Um, okay. I, I mean, I have, like, some fun ones, like... Bush. Bush? 
I've got myself a blowjob. That's you know, <laughs> Wiley, Wiley gets some great. He gets some great sound bites. I'm not gonna lie. That's awesome. Oh, well, let's uh, okay. let's get let's get rolling on your greatest drunk story. The greatest drunk story that you've never told. From throwing up to passing out to peeing in the snow. Raise your glass and take a drink because here we go. It's the greatest drunk story that you've never told. Cool. So yeah, I guess this is, I guess, a rite of passage in some manner or another. Um, yes. And thank you guys for having me on. I do appreciate that. The uh, the ultimate story. So. I think it was a, no, it was a Monday about two months ago. Um, a bunch of us oh, institution people got together. Yeah, it's very recent, which is oh kind of the scary part. Um, <laughs> that being said, before, before I finish the story, I did have to take a week off of drinking anything afterward. So um, we're doing a, a little bit of a kegger, a big, big bit of a kegger for a couple friends' birthdays. Uh, we had an IPA and a gold nail kind of tried to balance it out um and these are five gallon kegs by the way six barrels so 11 gallons of beer to start there were eh, between 28 maybe 30 people there so it should have been pretty full spread right so a bunch of us got off early in the day or weren't working you know kind of service industry monday and cruised over about two o'clock having some snacks just kind of chilling um we played beer pong, beer die. Actually, I think we started with beer die, which was really fun. Um, good time. And kind of going into it, we barbecued some food, tacos and stuff through the night. Um, food is kind important. Of as a, yeah, well, it is. And I was, I was thinking, you know, long term, I'm going to try and have my dinner, lay down a good base layer for responsible drinking, right? Um, <laughs> if there is such not, thing. <laughs> yeah, not so much the case. Um, so as the night went on, played some more beer pong, everything, um, things are kind of winding down. Um, I, one of the last things I do clearly remember, um, the Vikings were playing, I forget which game it was. It was probably week four or five. doesn't matter. We changed the Vikings game to the Dodger game. Um, it was one of the world series games. Oh, and I remember watching that for a little bit. Um, well, and mind you, most of, most of the story henceforth is going to come from, um, People, people recounting it to me because I don't, I don't remember. So um, I talked to a few friends earlier today just to kind of, you know, hash it out, get a little bit of a timeline going. Sure. Um, so ended up Ubering from this house where the house party was. Left my car there, everything, planned on Ubering home. Ubered with a group of my friends to Lamplighter in Camarillo, which is a little bit of a yellow flag for me. It's not a stereotypical Dan move. Um, is always it, down is- to have a little fun. Is the lamplighter is the lamplighter like a dive bar or? Yeah, very much okay. so. Um, okay. In Camarillo late night, you've got the the lamplighter, clubhouse, okay. and take five. And I've heard take of take pick. five. Okay, I've heard oh, yeah. of that one. I know that one's divey. An ex boyfriend of mine, his dad used to like. <laughs> he was like a little pirate, okay. like a pirate taxi guy, and he would like give people rides okay. to and from there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, was, it, it, was, it has a following. You know, there's regular customers. It, it, yeah. It's got its own claim to fame. Um, but I'm, I'm not a huge dog bar guy. So when I heard that from the friends, like, yeah, you know, you Ubered with us to Lamplighter. It was like, Oh boy. So I don't know if they have pool, they have darts, all kinds of games going on. Couldn't really tell you if I was playing games, what I was doing. Um, 
ended up Ubering from Lamplighter home. I believe I got home just before like one o'clock. So not anything too crazy late. I had to check Uber receipts for this, by the way. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And so I opened the garage, cruise inside, assume that I tried to go to bed. Um, so anyway, that, that was, you know, the midnight, maybe 1230 window, hopefully got myself water in that state. And so this is after this, I, I have zero recollection. I have no idea what's going on. So 3.30 a.m. rolls around. This is 3.30 in the morning, Tuesday. And <laughs> my, my <laughs> roommate's laughing. door I swings open. Yeah, on. no, my roommate's door swings open. Uh, it's, it's dark in the house at this point, mind you. So door opens, nothing's going on. Um, she recounted to me that she could see my silhouette standing in the doorway, um, com- completely naked, not clothes, nothing. Um, no glasses, no clothes on. Um, I mentioned something about feeling kind of lost, like not really knowing where I was. And she, she said it was very apparent. Um, so this drunk in the stupor. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, I told her I was going to find my glasses and my t-shirt and then I'd be right back. Oh, you're all, you're, she's all, why? why don't you find some pants too while yeah. you're at it? Yeah, this is exactly what she said. You're like, yeah, don't, don't forget your pants too. Um, so after that conversation, you know, I mosey off somewhere, specifically a couple minutes later, um, I turned on all the lights in the house. So it's 3.30, 3.45 in the morning. All the lights are on. I have no idea what's going on. And, you know, if the neighbors would have videoed it, I would have really appreciated it. So I could have kind of puzzle pieced together what was going on. <laughs> um, so after I turn on all the lights, uh, I do go into the bathroom, finally find my way to the bathroom. Um, <laughs> so she, she told me she heard a loud crash in the shower. She was a little <laughs> concerned. But the water, the water turned on and it sounded like I took a shower and successfully got out of the shower. So after my <laughs> three forty-five shower, um, I walked back into her room. <laughs> still naked? It, uh, it, yeah, still naked. <laughs> and oh my God. I said, "Yeah." She she told me today she wished she had a video of this. Yes, I said, <laughs> she says I recounted, "Fuck, this isn't the bathroom." So I was frustrated that I couldn't find the bathroom again after just leaving the bathroom <laughs> and the shower. Um, <laughs> so long story short, come back, make one more trip. And this time I'm wrapped in her towel, her towel, not mine. And I have my glasses on. So I'm a little more oriented. Um, I don't really know if I said anything and she kind of shooed me to bed. And fortunately I stayed there the rest of the night. <laughs> what? Wow. She is a gem. Yeah. What a yeah, great no. roommate. I, I'm blessed that she thought it was funny and wasn't really angry. So, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> like, come on. That is so good. Oh, bad news, dude. The most frustrating part was, like, I, I didn't have any recollection of it, you know? Like, uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. So. Sorry I stood in complete <laughs> darkness butt naked in your doorway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, the, the best is let me get a shirt and my glasses. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fuck pants. <laughs> let me just get a shirt and glasses. Yep, don't need oh, those. That is too okay. much, right? It yeah, reminds it good. reminds me of this time that uh this was before <laughs> me, but Nick lived in a condo with his brother in Agora. Sure. They would have like ragers and there were three bedrooms upstairs and the downstairs just had like a kitchen and a bathroom, like a living room. Mm-hmm. So it was the 
the way the rooms were set up, you went up the stairs. To the right was his brother's room. To the left was a guest bathroom and then two other bedrooms, like the laundry room. Okay. So his brother gets out of bed in the morning and he's starting to walk down the hall and he sees like a puddle on the floor with a sock kind of like (laughs) in the center of it on the edge of it whatever like by the puddle trying to absorb Mm -hmm. liquid but like still liquid so he slams nick's room door open he's like what the fuck who peed and nick's like whoa like nick gets out of bed and nick's like i don't know why wasn't me and steve his brother looks down (laughs) nick has one sock on oh no so Nick peed in the hallway and tried to clean oh. it up with his sock and then just like, fuck it, went to bed. So. Yeah. No, drug it, stories it happens, are, you know? They're it so happens. good. That was, oh my God, that was incredible. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people haven't really seen that side of Blackout Dan. So I am kind of proud of that, but at the same time, I don't know. You guys have a good time with the story. <laughs> I mean, I had a great time with it. I think it's epic. Good. It's pretty good. epic. And, you know, like like you yeah. said, you took, like, a week off from drinking. You, like, recollected your thoughts. You're like, okay, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't, definitely don't want to do that on the regular. I get that. It put things in place a little bit, you know? Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, and I will not be doing that. Yeah. Let's again. not do that again. No. But black- nonetheless, the, the beginning part of the party was absolutely a blast. What a, and, so a kegger. What kind of beers did they have on tap? Um, so we did, it was actually both institution beers um, hey. on these bones. Uh, IPA with a little bit of flaked white wheat and the raspberry daydream with the golden ale with raspberry. So it was kind of crushable, one lower alcohol, um, IPA. And yeah, you know, we just, we went for it. The, so have you, have you played beer dye before, Coley? Mm-mm. So long story short, you got, it's kind of like beer pong. A similar table would work. Okay. Um, a lot of people prefer kind of like a, a sturdier wooden surface. So people get like a, a piece of plywood and put it on top of like, you know, your folding lifetime table. Okay. Um, you've got four cups on each end of the table. Everybody's basically got their own cup and you're supposed to have beer in your cup. Okay. And you take, you alternate taking turns, um, like beer pong, two partners, two shots, each team. And you're trying essentially to make the, the die or the dice through like the goal in their cups or the space in their cups acting like a goal. Or in their cup. If you make it in their cup, they have to drink it. Okay. So we were playing. Um, I made the mistake of telling this guy, like, yeah, house rules. You know, you set it up. So every every game of beer die, we're each basically chugging two beers. So at, at four, the losing team would have to finish their beer. And then when, if the other team got to eight, you'd have to drink a whole other beer. So it was a lot of drinking really quick, um, which was a blast in the beginning. Um, not really <laughs> sure if I was drinking water, not like <laughs> oh. eating anything after that. So, yeah, I mean, you know how it goes, but yeah, it was it, absolutely a blast and happy birthday to those guys. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Andrew Chabelli, Blake Elzarif. Happy birthday, boys. Woohoo. Happy uh, birthday. Yeah. And now you Good have time a story. Yeah. Now you the have a story to tell. Almost as bad as hearing the story. <laughs> that's when you it's need like a Gatorade, a liquid IV, mm-hmm. some Tylenol mm-hmm. PM because you just need to make yourself go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know just... what, Coley? You you actually you saw me this weekend when I first met you um, at Surf and Suds. This yeah. was two days after Surf and Suds, so it was kind of like oh. a three day vendor for me. It was oh. a lot of drinking and a long weekend. Uh, yeah, because you did Surf and Suds. You had a wedding reception. Yeah, and then that was, you had... so Surf and Suds was Saturday, right? Yeah, and the wedding reception was that night, I think you said. Saturday right? night, and then 
shoot, I forget what I had to go on Sunday. Uh, doesn't matter. Also drinking, probably brunch with like the roommates or something. And then, yeah, Monday just went all in, didn't work. Kind of wow. just chilled in the morning and started drinking at two Damn. all day. So, well, I yeah. found, I found this uh, drop that says hangover. So let's play it and see what happens. Yeah. Hangover, 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 hangover. There we go. That was, that was you on Tuesday. Yeah. I'm glad I found I, that. Yeah, I think it's kind of relevant, too, because it's kind of like the sound in your head, you know? Sure. Pounding, 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 hangover, exactly. hangover. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Booze League Radio. And that, unfortunately, is where the audio cut off. What's up, everybody out there? This is The Commish. Uh, wanted to kind of put a little tail on the end of Draft 99. First off, big shout out to Dan for coming on the show, our, one of our best beer friends forever. Uh, thank you for coming on when both uh, Sancho and the Kamish uh, were out of commission, uh, to be frank. Uh, couldn't make it in. So um, big shout out to Dan. We're going to have Dan back on very, very soon. He's definitely one of our best beer friends out there. And we'll make sure that his audio is on point next time and pristine. Also... Give it up for Coley, stepping on in, being the captain for Draft 99 out there, handling business and uh, rocking it while doing it. Uh, Really, really good time having her as the host, and it's something that we're going to be doing again uh, with both Sancho and Coley. So that was awesome, and big thank you and shout out to both of them. Um, It is unfortunate that the audio cut out from uh, initial reports, um, both Dan and Coley uh, sang a rousing version of Chumba Wumba's I Get Knocked Down, as well as a tear-jerking epic version of Meatloaf's I Would Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That. Blowjob. It's unfortunate that uh, we're not going to be able to hear those, uh, those duets uh, that they did, but both of them have avowed that they were so epic that there's just no creating it. Um, just can't do it again. So we're uh, going to let that go. Hopefully someday in the future they can do another duet on a future draft. Either way, make sure to follow us online. You catch us on Instagram at Booze League, Twitter at Booze League, also Facebook.com forward slash Booze League, BoozeLeague.com as well. We're getting ready to update our shop with some of our legacy stuff that you've only seen at festivals, as well as the usual online lineup. We'll be doing some sales and stuff heading into Christmas as well. Make sure to follow us on that and keep checking back. You'll find out all about it on our socials, of course, uh, if you are following us on there. Um, anyways, for Draft 99, for Coley and for Dan and for Sancho, this is the Commish. We will catch you on Draft 100. Cheers, everybody. Coming out the jacket because we're turning up the heat. I want to see you clapping when you get up out your seat. It's time to make it happen when we hit these streets. I'm coming in hot and I can't be beat. Watch out now.